Hello, Steeler Nation. Welcome to your Steeler Nation VidCast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, and it's Mock Draft Monday! My favorite day of the week before the draft, which is starting up, of course, on Thursday, continuing to Friday and Saturday. Be sure to tune into the draft show. Obviously, we will be on the air a half an hour before draft coverage each and every day, doing what we do best, only Steeler-focused draft stuff. Uh, But the great thing we got going on today is we've got all of these different contributors from Steeler Nation coming through today to help out and show their mock drafts so we can go over what's going on in everybody's mock drafts and then have a nice discussion afterward on who who do you like the best? What's going on? Why didn't you pick my guy? And then uh, you guys can flame us, obviously, but we always have a good time here on Mock Draft Monday. And just need to grab this one last document here open. So we are all good to go. And I need to drop this so I can see everything. Great. The first person we're going to have on the show today is uh, Spencer Schultz. Let me grab him up here. I've got all of these windows open, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, here's me doing my own switching and throwing everything up here as well. Spencer, how you doing, my friend? Doing well, doing well. How are you doing? Uh, doing great, doing great. Trying to get over my COVID. Caught COVID again. Been laying in my room for three days. Yeah, Cooley, I know I'm late, but damn it. We got to make this show perfect for you guys. We are live. You're right, Michael Hall. We got it going. Hope you feel better. Thanks you very much, man. I do appreciate that. You guys over there at Steeler Nation uh, um, discussion board already know I've got COVID. I'm pushing through it. Guys, give your likes. Make sure you're uh, also... Uh, sharing this with friends so we know what's going on. Kenny Beamer in the house, of course, too. We are so loaded. Yeah, we've got our drinks here as well. So since I know Spencer's got to leave here the earliest, we're going to go over here, his draft first, uh, and I'm going to share it right here to the stream and see if I can adjust it here a little bit so we can see the top of your first pick of the draft. So Spencer, I'm going to allow you to first tell us where you got your mock from how you pulled your picks, and then we'll go through your picks, pick by pick. Tell me why you like them and why they'd be a good fit for the Steelers. Perfect. Yeah, so I, I used a few different sites. I used I ended up using PFF, I'd say, the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I settled with Darnell Wright for a lot of my mocks um, just because I, like I like the cornerbacks in the second round more than I do the offensive tackles. So I went with Darnell Wright, um, and that's considering that we stay at 17. Um, and I expect the top guys to be gone by then, Roderick Jones and Paris Johnson Jr. Of course, we might trade up for one, but if we stay put, I like Darnell right there. Um, only problem is, you know, he's right side, so the question leaves, what do they do with Okor for? Right. Um, right. <laughs> right. No pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. You got, you got right playing left and right not playing right. No, right's playing right. Right's playing right. That's the right way. <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest issue with the pick, but um, – yeah. Yeah, other than that, yeah. Went with him. Then number two? Number two. Bit of a surprise pick here. Because um, I haven't really been on this idea all along, but Darnell Washington I went with. And he was their only tight end that he met with, that they met with in that their 30 allocated pre-draft visits. So kind of take that a note. That I think signifies to me that they really like him. Um, and he's a possibility there. Um, and you can still get your corner there at 49, assuming you keep that pick. Um, but Washington just allows you to do a lot with the offense. Um, a few of the guys in the chat kind of 
talked me around to the idea. Um, obviously, we have Connor Hayward and Pat Firemuth, Zach Gentry too. Um, but Washington just allows you to do so much with your offense, a lot of flexibility, a lot of versatility, um, and adds obviously a ton of athleticism. Yeah. I think most importantly, another red zone target. So. And then next, I went with a cornerback, Julius Brents. Um, <clears throat> actually, I, th- I think it's pretty likely we actually draft a K-State player between Brents and Felix Uzoma. Um, I think we really like both guys. But took Julius Brents here late second round. Um, started off his career at Iowa and then transferred over to Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, his game really transitioned last year for K-State. Um, so I like that pick. Tyreek Stevenson. I think was a name to watch out of Miami, but I've been seeing that he's climbing draft boards may enter the first round. So we'll see on that. Um, I don't think Steelers should draft him that high, but Julius Brents, I like there at 49 and he's been a popular pick in a lot of mocks. So I went with him. Mm-hmm. Next we've got Carl Brooks edge um, Bowling green 80 might be a little bit of a reach for him. I think he might go fourth or fifth round, but okay. It gets difficult here in these mocks because um, in these middle to late rounds, it just gets hard knowing where players are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know what players are going to, what teams are going to reach for what players. Um, so it's all just a crapshoot. But Carl Brooks, more of a project um, than a finished product. But I think that's a good thing because you allow him to sit behind uh, TJ Watt and Highsmith. Mm-hmm. Um, if Highsmith leaves, you know, he could take over the spot. If Highsmith doesn't, um, you have a really good number three edge rusher, which I think is more important than people realize. Um, obviously, last year we saw what happened when Watt went down. Yeah, All Our uh, edge rushers that were supposed to step up really didn't. Um, so I think a third edge rusher really is a huge need without uh, – or with Bud Dupree signing with Atlanta. Yeah. Next, I've got Keandre Coburn, defense lineman, Texas. Mm-hmm. Team didn't uh, meet with him, at least one of their – he wasn't one of their pre-draft visits. Um, but I like him in the middle there, athletic, interior defense lineman, um, can stop the run pretty well. Not great at rushing the passer, but I think the Steelers really need a run stopper there in the middle. Um, they obviously proved they needed that by signing Fihoko out of, uh, from the Chargers yeah. and then Watts as well. But th- those are just temporary stop gaps, I think. Um so, yeah, I went with Coburn there. Okay. Um, transitioning to the seventh round, went with uh, Iowa State defense back Anthony Johnson. I'm an Iowa State fan, so kind of familiar with him. He moved to safety last year after mm-hmm. starting cornerback his first, uh, first part of his career. I think mer- most importantly what you look for out of these guys is obviously ability to play special teams right away. Uh-huh. And I think Anthony Johnson has that. And then – Kind of similar to Trey Norwood coming out. He can play, I think, all around the secondary. Yeah. Um, safety's a need. But I just like – I like a lot of these guys because they bring flexibility. Um, Carl Brooks brings that. Darnell Washington. Even Darnell Wright can play left tackle. So I, I kind of went with some flexibility, versatility um, with a lot of these guys. That's why I like Anthony Johnson. And then closing things out, Clayton Toon. I think falling to 251 – that might be unlikely. Yeah. Um, I like him so much more than uh, the other late round prospects, Stetson Bennett, Max right. Dugan. Those are the big, bigger names, but I think uh, Tune makes most sense. The team met with him, obviously. Huh. Um, 
And I think he would be the best option there for selecting one late. With that being mm-hmm. said, um, not sure it looks as likely now uh, after the press conference today. Khan said they won't be drafting one. Um, really? He said they won't be drafting a quarterback now? Yeah. Yeah. But I, it was it was kind of spotty. I don't know if he meant like one of the top because he was talking about the class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so I don't know if he was talking about the top end of the class or if he meant all together. But it was nonetheless, it was an interesting comment. I kind of went back and watched. But yeah. Yeah. So, and our, our resident um, Houston Cougar does agree with you, doesn't think he'll be there in the seventh. But if he does, he'd be a great pick. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your draft there, Spencer. I know you've got to run. Uh, if you can make it back, that's great. You, of course, have the link. You can pop back on. We'll let you in. Uh, but other than that, I really appreciate you sharing your your draft here with us and being part of the show. Yeah, I appreciate it, Stryker. No have worries. Been- <laughs> yeah, talk to you soon. And next person we're having up is Zach. He had a face full of a drink, so I let him put it down before <laughs> adding to the stream. How you doing, Zach? Good to see you again, my friend. I'm good. I appreciate that. <laughs> Not a problem. Now, I know out of all of the writers, you gave us more of a condensed draft, so I wanted to get to yours quickly because obviously most of the fans know more about the players that are um kind oh there we go that that are available earlier in the draft and you touched on that so i think that you're still a good candidate to uh kind of show what we got here and i'll bring up your draft list and we'll have you go over it first of all where did you get your uh, drafts from uh, i actually use fanspeak awesome uh, and shout out to them because they actually had the Steeler Nation uh, big board that you could choose uh, to awesome. figure draft. So big, big shout out to them is a big reason I used it. Uh, so we'll start out with the first pick. The only, only thing other than tackle I was going to be tempted here with was cornerback. Yeah. And Cam Smith was sitting there. And mm-hmm. a couple seconds, I looked at him. But Darnell Wright, he is the most experienced tackle. He played 2,746 snaps in college. Yeah. Um, he is a big guy, 6'5", six, six, 333. So a big mauler, his style is aggressive, and that's what I've wanted. So there was no question about Darnell Wright. But I felt kind of sad that Cam Smith was there because cornerback. And then I go to the second pick, and Cam Smith is still there. So Cam Smith (laughs) fell right into my lap. Um, Deontay Banks was also available at two. Yeah. But Cam Smith fell. I really like him. A lot of people say at 188, he's a little undersized, but you you gain weight if you or do it right in the NFL. So I think yeah. he'll bulk up a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. four, four speed, uh, really, really good guy I like. And I think that locks down cornerback for us. And then um, we move to the third. This is where the Steelers made it interesting for me. 30 minutes after we posted this, we re-signed Miles Boykin. So for a second, right. I'm like... Did I just make myself look stupid in front of everyone? So I went back and seriously looked at it. And the reason I stuck with Zay Flowers and didn't change a thing is because mainly, I I don't know if people remember the Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace debate that happened. We had Antonio Brown. He wasn't really tested. Mike Wallace was tested, asking for a lot of money. We gave his money to Antonio Brown. Ever since then, there's kind of been a thing where the Steelers will draft someone. We wonder why. And then two years down the line, it pays off. So Right now, they're looking down the line. They're not sure about Deontay Johnson for the next couple of years after uh, his contract runs out. Seeing what's happened with George Pickens, Calvin Austin is up in the air. So bringing a guy like Zay Flowers in who has a high ceiling but needs to develop a little bit. But even, uh-huh. even although a lot of people actually had him at 17 early on for us, they were mentioning maybe we take him. So him yeah. falling to this point was a steal for me. So I, I really nice. like taking uh, def- Zay Flowers yeah. there. 
I, I've seen Zay go in a lot of these mocks in, in the first round uh, for the most part. So it's, it's, that's great to get that talent there. If we can get him at 49. Exactly. Yeah. And when I went to the next one, what I really wanted to do was address the defensive line and the edge, but it kind of was best player available. Cause when you have to scroll down a certain amount to find the player you want, you realize that you should probably scroll back up and start looking at the top three. <laughs> um, and so I actually had, Four different safeties that were available to me. I had Jartavius Martin, Jaravius Owens, and Sidney Brown, along with Kayvon Merriweather. And mm -hmm. so four good safeties at that spot. I chose Kayvon Merriweather mainly because off the field and on the field, not only was he described as having no character issues, he was described as a high character human being. Awesome. And that's what you want. You want when you get a depth player that you want to develop, you want to know that guy's going to do the work, is coachable, and you're not going to have to worry about him. And right. bring in that guy because we have uh, Fitzpatrick and we've got the other safeties. We have Kanan O'Neal and we have, if he needs to come in, great. If he has to learn, even better. And I thought it was so cool at 120, the fact that Yasser Abdullah fell because early, early on, the Steelers were actually really high on him because when he was asked about his game, he said that he um, used TJ Watt and James Harrison. For how, for, for how to develop his game. So I'm like, oh, at 120, we can get a guy who based his game off someone he'll be learning from. Right. <laughs> it's, it's it's brilliant. The only thing is undersized. People said it over and over. He's mm -hmm. not that big, but he did run 447 for an Ooh, outside nice. for a linebacker. Fast. So yeah. yeah, so you get him in there. High ceiling. I looked everywhere, saw nothing else but high ceiling for this guy. So getting Yasir Abdullah is someone we would have wanted anyway at that point. If mm -hmm. the draft falls this way, I'll I'll be doing a happy Zach dance on draft night. <laughs> well, it is a short draft, but it is a sweet draft. So I really appreciate you chiming in here, Zach. Hang out here in the green room with the other guys. We're going to come back. You guys, of course, mock my mock when I start doing my mock. <laughs> and that's the most fun part of this show. But until then, I'll see you here soon. Thanks so much, Zach. Absolutely. Thank you. No problem. And next person up, we're going to have Mr. Drew Campbell. I haven't had him on the show yet. So, hey, Drew, good meeting you, my friend. How you doing? Uh-oh, he's slowing down. Is that my? Oh, now you're good. Can you hear you? I can't hear you. So we've got to see either your uh, your internet is either, uh, it's chopping up on me. And right now I know I cannot hear you on this end. So I'm not sure if you got to check your internet there. I'll, I'll come back to you. I'll throw it back to you. See if you can fix that. If you need to jump off, jump back on. We'll get you back on the show here, Drew. Uh, awesome. Now I'm going back to the gurus, guys. You know them. They've been on the shows before. Um, usually I start off with Ben, and I know he's excited, so I'm going to Matt this, this time. Mr. Matt, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Striker. Just happy to be back with you, as always. <laughs> All we do is have fun, right? Exactly, exactly. And as we're talking, I'm grabbing your, um, your, your draft here as well, so I can pull this down and share this screen. So as... Uh, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As I'm doing that, tell us where you got your mock from. 
Uh, I actually put it together myself. I didn't use a simulator for this. Um, I know Ben and I put out the M&M mock draft every week, switching back and forth between PFF and FanSpeak. Like yeah. Zach said, FanSpeak has our Steeler Nation big board up there that Ben and I that's, put together. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Guys, <laughs> use the FanSpeak big board. Got the Steeler Nation big board from Ben and Matt. Ben and Matt are, are freaking draft gurus. That's the way to do it. That's awesome. It, it really tested us. I mean, we had to go 300 plus names deep into that. So, I mean, yes. you're raking 300 players. I mean, I felt like I was, you know, trying to be an NFL GM, which I am not <laughs> qualified for. Um, That's fine, well, man. But let's let's go and at least start checking out your draft. Uh, are we able to see it here on the screen? Yes, we are. Yes, good. I see I it popped right up. Buttons. Hey, well, at least with your first pick, um, that is somebody I've been talking about this draft show for the past, like, three months. Yeah, exactly. Um it's kind of interesting. I'm curious where the Steelers are going to go with 17. This is the first, the last couple of years, we knew exactly what they were doing. We knew they were taking right. Najee Harris. We knew they were taking Kenny Pickett, or at least very close to that. If not, it was one of the other running backs or one of the other quarterbacks. Now there's so many positions. And if they don't trade up, I think it's hard pressed to get one of the tackles they want and maybe even one of the corners they want. Mm-hmm. So sitting right there is Brian Branch, as always. Um, he, he's such a versatile player. He can come yeah. in and start day one as a slot corner, which is as you always point out, a very important role since the team lost Mike Hilton hasn't really had someone to fully fill that void. Right. And last year for Alabama, he played over 500 snaps there, really fills in that role well, as well as having the potential to be a full-time safety next to Minka and you know having those Alabama boys back there would definitely be uh, something fun to watch. So uh, I, he may not be the sexy pick for everyone, but I think he's someone that comes in and plays immediately and makes a true impact. Oh, he's very sexy for me. Who's your number two? <laughs> Uh, I I typically get a little bit of shit for this pick, getting Darnell Washington because everyone's like, oh, you don't need a tight end. You kind of do. The Steelers run two tight end sets a lot. Zach Gentry played over 500 snaps last year. And so, you know, you need those two tight ends that can really go out there, block, really have an impact. And, you know, Pat's not the best blocker in the world quite yet, still developing into that role. And Gentry's, you know, been able to fill that void for him. But pairing Darnell Washington next to Pat for years to come. I mean, Gentry only re-signed on a one-year deal, mm-hmm. so you don't really know the future there. And then Hayward's not your traditional tight end. He can never fill that true void of, you know, an inline tight end. So right, Wa- right. Washington's a day one NFL blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say they should try and convert him to left tackle. Um, I believe Spencer alluded to that um, yeah. because of how athletic and good he is in a run game. But He's just an absolute athletic freak that could also block like a lineman and missing out on the top tackles. I think it would be a great fit. <clears throat> Next, I went with Cody Mouch here. Um, don't know if I'm really saying his name right, to be honest. Uh, you know, Sounds I didn't good get, to me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to see a lot of North Dakota State games um, with the sound on. Um, uh. <laughs> it's not exactly like that was a stream to my TV in Cincinnati here very often. <laughs> so uh, watching all the YouTube clips of him, they didn't exactly uh, highlight his name very often, but He's someone who is a very athletic, very talented offensive lineman, played left tackle for his entire career there Mm. and could be that developmental left tackle of the future. They miss out on some of the top guys. So getting him who he might need the redshirt a year coming from that FCS talent pool, you know, not playing against, you know, elite talent constantly. But some people will say he might need to kick inside because he has short arms, things like that. I think he's athletic enough to stick a tackle but some are projecting him to a center. Either way, Steelers brought him in for a visit. They clearly have interest. So getting someone like that in the second round after swinging and missing, well, maybe not 
swinging at all, but missing an opportunity to swing on some of those tackles is, you know, he would be a great pick in the second round. Right. Um, in the third, I went with Jocelyn Roy, um, D lineman out of LSU. He's one of those guys. He's kind of was a tweener for LSU. He's big dude, 6'3", 310 pounds, but they played him at nose tackle heavily, which wow. slightly off position for him. He'd be much better in like that 3-4 defensive end, kind of like the Cam Hayward size and, you know, um, Larry Joby size. But he clearly has the ability to fill in at nose tackle too. So I know the Steelers haven't had a traditional nose tackle recently and be kind of rotating guys in, whether it be Montrevis Adams Mm-hmm. Um, Alulu, even Hayward at times. So they haven't really been focusing on that true nose tackle. So I think he would be a great role, role player there to be able to fill in out that void at times and then also be a developmental guy behind, behind Cam. We know Cam's not getting any younger. Yeah. <clears throat> Next year, I get Charlie Jones, wide receiver out of Purdue. Mm-hmm. I know we re-signed Miles Borkin, mm-hmm. uh, traded for Allen Robinson. Wide receiver still kind of a need. Um, Boykin doesn't really play much in the offense. When he did, he was mainly a blocker and an occasional red zone target. Allen Robinson does add some there, but he might only be more of a one-year rental depending on how they structure his contract. Yeah, Charlie Jones also does something to where he is a very, very good return man. So I think he'd be direct competition for Gunner, probably replaces Gunner for a much cheaper player, and really gives you that same sort of consistency back there in the return game, which Gunner didn't really give you last year anyways since yeah. he lost his job to Steve Sims. So and, Exactly. <laughs> and Sims is gone anyway. So yeah. now it's kind of Gunner and Calvin Austin, but Charlie Jones was a very consistent, very reliable return man, both on punts and kicks, plus being um, a very good slot option. And he actually led the um, NCAA in contested catches. And for a 5'10", 170-pound wide receiver, it's kind yeah. of impressive. Right. Rounding it out into two seventh round picks, I had to go with just some, you know, guys that I feel like they're targeting. Robert Buell Jr. reminds me a lot of the kind of the Mark Robinson pick last year. Steelers showed heavy interest in Mark Robinson, bring him in for a visit. He was kind of an unknown guy to a lot of people. Um, was a fringe draftable guy, which was, you know, kind of interesting on why they brought him in, but then they loved him, drafted him, and now Steeler Nation's starting to love him. But then, nice. you know, yeah. Getting Robert Buell Jr. could be that backup edge, especially on the early downs. He really is good at setting the edge against the run, can really hold up, give High Smith and Water Break, you know, let them focus on rushing the pasture later in the possessions. Nice. And then finally, I finished it with Cameron Brown, cornerback out of Ohio State. <clears throat> I know I didn't really truly address cornerback, which is kind mm-hmm. of a area need a lot of people, and they clearly um, want a corner. They brought in seven corners pre-draft mm-hmm. for visits. But Branch is kind of that slot corner, so he kind of plays that role. So it's almost like a second cornerback pick here. Right. So, but Cameron Brown, long, athletic receiver, has long arms, can really contest at the catch point. Had a couple injuries throughout his career at Ohio State, never really got to get consistent playing time, kind of dealt with nagging injuries throughout a lot of it. So he does have some change of direction issues, which puts him firmly on the outside, which is fine. Reminds me a little bit of a James Pierre in that way, to where he's long, lanky, but it's not going to match the real shifty guys move for move, but has that upside because of his athleticism and length. So overall, if this draft happened, I'd be happy. Some people might not with taking a safety in round one and then <laughs> a tight end in round two, but I would right, love right. it. I, yeah. I've been a Darnell Washington lover since day one. You can ask Ben. He'll probably yell at me for taking Darnell Washington <laughs> again in one of my mocks. We'll get to yelling at each other <laughs> later, but thank you so much, Matt, for sharing your thoughts. Please hang around, and we'll get to you here at the Q&A after uh, two more drafts. 
And I, I'm going to be throwing here to Drew next. Hopefully we got all the, the stuff fixed here. Drew, how you feeling, man? Do you hear me now? Yes, I can, Thank my you. friend. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but we got to take care of Yeah, it's, good. it's all good. This is a new um, stream site. We just got this one brand new from uh, Justin and all the the the, uh, the, the higher-ups here at Steeler Nation. So we just got our, our, our own StreamYard location. So we're working the bugs out. It's working great. We're getting it to work. So that's the stuff that's all important for today. So I'm going to grab your mock draft now and where did you pull your mock draft from i got my mock draft from profootballnetwork.com awesome. awesome and so i did my my simulation and i think some people might be surprised about the picks i have but we'll see how how they feel about it that's why we want everybody and a lot of different thoughts if everybody had the same mock draft this wouldn't be a fun show drew <laughs> so i'll go to your mock draft right now we've got up here for drew i i see your first pick here we're going corner now finally got a corner on the board let's talk about your first corner you took so devin witherspoon I, it was down to him and uh, darnell white uh i went with devin witherspoon uh learn underneath patrick peterson right a vet and then once pat gone he can take over the lanes as the number one guy um long lanky can run Great man skill cover cover corner. Um, it fits, checks all the boxes for me. Good speed, good hands, very hands at the line of scrimmage, and can play the ball at the highest point. Uh, great man corner. Awesome. My second pick, uh, I got with uh, Brian Brissy from uh, Clemson. Big D tackle. Reason why I went that route was because, hey, Cam Hayward is not getting any younger. He's 32, and you have somebody that can fill in the gaps and take – for another two two years or so, and then once Cam decides to hang it up, yeah. uh, you got somebody that can step in and play right away. Has first round talent. Uh, had a little knee issue last year playing for Clemson, mm -hmm. but five star recruit, top five uh, ESPN top one hundred uh, player coming out and played as a true freshman. And everybody knows Clemson knows that Clemson produces defensive linemen a lot. So yep. I went there. My third pick. Uh, with sec that the second second round pick, I went with Matt. Yeah, Darnell Washington fell to me, and a lot of, pe lot of people agreeing with you there with Washington. Hey, <laughs> I couldn't pass him up. Right, I know Gentry on a one year deal, mm -hmm. but you have somebody that can come in, play in, plug and play. Right, freakish athlete, six seven, uh, can play interior, off extra off the tackle in the run game per se to help run blocking, and can be a, a matchup nightmare with him and Pat inside the red zone. Six seven six four six five six six in the in the red zone. Go right. along with uh, go along with your other receivers. It's a matchup nightmare that I think that we can exploit if we can get uh, Darnell Washington right there. Well, uh, hmm. my next one, uh, third pick, Andre Carter out of Army, mm -hmm. big defensive end, outside linebacker type, can drop into coverage if need be. Uh, he had 15 sacks, first team All American uh, at Army. Can set the edge and is a great pass rusher, great with his hands, can bend, bend the corner, can set the edge. And if need be, he doesn't have to just straight pass rush. He has the ability to drop in coverage. And if uh, we saw the injury with TJ Watt last year and we didn't have the extra pass rusher behind him, mm -hmm. uh, so we need that extra pass rush to give TJ and to give uh, our ends a breather mm -hmm. just in case. So TJ not playing 90% of the snaps every game. If we can get that number down to at least 75, 80, mm -hmm. and he can stay healthy for the playoff stretch, then we can right. increase that number up. Good call. My next, my next one, like 
uh, more so of a slot guy as Gary Williams out of Clint, uh, Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, another handsy guy, can play zone, can play man, can blitz off the edge. Mm-hmm. Great in space, a great tackler. Uh, that's one thing that people don't take credit for, but he's a great open field tackler. He doesn't miss any on tape, not a lot of tackles. And last pick, uh, got Alex out of Oregon, a center. I know uh, Mason Cole last year of his deal. Oh, my second last pick, sorry. Uh, right. He had him as a uh, center. Great run blocker and somebody that can control the middle as far as the run game if we need a spell or we have an injury with Mason Cole. Mm-hmm. And then my last pick was kind of surprised. I surprised he failed this far. I thought he'd be going fifth round, sixth round. I am a big UT guy, so mm-hmm. I watch a lot of Texas games. Um, Coburn is a big nose, uh, almost like a mm-hmm. Casey. Not, I'm not going to call him. Casey Hampton, but he's a nose, a nose that can clog up the middle. And he's not a three down lineman, but he's a straight clog up the nose, first down, second down, can stop the run game and can give us a little dip just in case. I know we had some free agency signings that D tackle, but mm-hmm. doesn't help to have a rotational piece if we can get that in there in the uh in the fold. So that's hey. my uh, my grab that I have. Well done for your first draft here, Drew. And I'll tell you one thing: it, it, there, you're the first one that's also mentioned center, which we really don't have a backup center. We've got a lot of these interior offensive linemen that aren't pure centers that can play center, but haven't really met somebody that is like somebody that's J.C. Hassenauer who just signed. Who did he just sign with? He signed with the Giants, or did he? He just signed with somebody else. I know just recently. Um, but that's a big void that the Steelers had, at least for a backup. Well, I guess I know Green could play. He did start a year at center. I don't know if they're trying to move him yeah. back there as well. <laughs> but that's that's a good point. I, I like those those picks. Awesome. Thank so you, hang out you. here. And no worries. Hang out here. Uh, I'll have you jump back up to mock my mock when I'm ready to mock. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Next up, last but not least. Ben McCallion, how you doing, my friend? Striker, happy to be here as always, my friend. <laughs> I save you for last because I know you can take it. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, as I'm pulling up your mock information here, tell everybody where you got your mock draft from. Or where Pro football focus, PFF, which I feel like is pretty standard here in right. our little world, I guess. Great. And let me bring up your screen here. As I got to go through like four screens just to find the Ben McCallion drop, but we have it right here, ladies and gentlemen. Ben. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Start us rolling with your first pick. All right. So you'll see I kind of took the same strategy as what we saw last year, and I double-dipped here Mm -hmm. on a key position. Um, Here, so to kick it off, I went with uh, Deontay Banks there at at the quarterback position. It may have been a reach at that time, but I – I, I remember back to this specific draft, um, all the top guys were already gone. Even Wright was gone in this instance, and the yeah. other best player available was Cansey, um, which I'm still mm. really not high on. So I love right. Deontay Banks. He's a perimeter guy. Again, he's one where he doesn't necessarily have to start right away, but if he has to, he will. But he'll be a he would be a great mentoree under. Uh, uh, 
under Patrick Peterson. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, after him, um, I addressed the tackle position. We heard rumors today um, and throughout this week, early early on here this week, um, about how they want to trade up for a couple of tackles that they're eyeing up within the top 15. Um, Obviously, we're not assuming any trades in this scenario, so I addressed the left tackle position here in Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. Um, yeah. He's a he's a bigger guy. They're on the left side. He would be a great kind of backup, if you will, or competitor to a Dan Moore Jr., um, but he's top two talent uh, in, 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 in round-wise um, here, so I love seeing him there available at 32 i had to hop all over him and then right after him i went back to the cornerback position and picked one of the most physical corners in the draft in julius brent i know i think spencer had it on there yeah. um zach as well i'm trying to think back um so he's a popular name that's been a riser on a lot of draft boards especially with how he showed out in the big 12 championship game against uh quentin johnston who's one of the one of the top rated um that you a wide receiver here come out of TCU. He did a great job against him. Um, he thrives in zone defense. So that right there is the Steelers defense. And again, being tough, he's physical, hmm. he's big. Um, he would be a great AFC North back here for us. Um, right after him, I went back into the trenches in the interior of the defensive line and Zach Pickens out of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, he's a guy, he's a little bit of a project, but he's also one where, um, you know, after I would say the, you know, I would say after the bye week, he could be a starter depending on how injuries go. Um, he's versatile and where he can line up along the defensive line. He's more of a, a, a gap plugger, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, he has really long arms, so he's not going to really be stuck and held down by the interior offensive lineman's blocks and is really effective in his pass rush. Um, after him, I address the slot role here in Parker, Washington, um, mm -hmm. yeah. out of Penn State, which I know that we just got Allen Robinson, but um, I love Parker, Washington. He's a glider of a route runner, again, specifically inside. Um, Steelers still kind of need a true slot receiver that's kind of been missing here for the last couple of, of years. Mm -hmm. So I love Washington in that slot. Um, he's a yak machine. And of course, being, you know, from a, a Penn State offense, I'm sure a lot of fans out there would love to see him here in Pittsburgh. Um, after him, I went back to the secondary and got Anthony Johnson Jr. Again, I think Spe Spencer had him as well. Mm -hmm. um, he is a cornerback a that is con that was converted into a safety. So he would be a great slot corner that we all keep harping about. Steelers need one. Yep. He's exactly that. He's very versatile. Um, and he's not afraid to stick his nose, you know, in with the ball carrier and knock the guy down at the line. He's very <clears> physical. Has a couple of things to brush up on, but it's all coachable stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so he has a pretty high ceiling specifically for being there in the seventh round. Um, and then after that, Steelers still don't have a, a, a QB3. I mean, they're not going to go into camp with only two quarterbacks. I, I can't be convinced otherwise. And yes, I know in this draft, I know that Toon was already gone here. So I went with another Heisman guy here in Max Duggan. Right. Um, again, he's kind of flying on, underneath the radar only because he's getting drowned out by the other big names. But again, the Steelers need a third quarterback. And I know we're kind of waiting on what Mason Rudolph wants to do. Mm -hmm. um, but here, I think that they are going to draft one. Um, yeah, and what Khan was saying earlier was more in reference to the first two, three rounds of them drafting a, a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I think in the seventh round, you take a flyer, a camp body, a why not? 
that's great. I mean, you pretty much hit on all of the the needs that, oh, shoot, I pulled you off. But you pretty much hit on all the needs that the team needed um, for your draft. And it, it, to me, it's it's absolutely amazing how Duggan is even available there in the seventh round when he's a Heisman candidate. Yeah, he was a Heisman finalist. Imagine it, it, a quarterback it, it, room with two Heisman finalists in it. Right. In the se- and that's that's the craziest aspect of this draft. But I agree with you. I'm, I'm going to bring everybody back on that's still hanging out. I'll bring back Matt and Zach and Drew. Uh, so you guys can take a look at my draft um, because I, I got to talk with you during your drafts. You know me. I, I have a little bit of fun, but I do put a decent amount of thought in this stuff. Uh, I actually did mine over at SteelerNation.com. We have a a thread up for the, there's a, a big board for the consensus draft picks or draft pick boards that happen. It compiles every single draft mock draft done on every single platform and then rates all the players on how they are picked on every single other math uh, or, or, or uh, every single other draft mock draft. And that is how I pull my numbers. So they fluctuate. And by this point now they're all pretty steady. So they're not shifting too much. So let me bring up mine and see if I can get to my talking points here as well, since I'll have a couple screens open. Uh, and I think I shut yours. Yeah, I think we're good now. Now I can pull up mine. So don't laugh too hard, guys, because you know I'm not the professional in the room. <laughs> so here we go. Mock draft striker. Boom. All right. First, if I'm going, are you able to see this? We got, got it. it. Awesome. Awesome. So let me go on over. I've also got a, um, a thing over here where I talk about what I've got. Uh, Drew, I, I think you're a little hot, too. When you want to talk, you can mute. Uh, there you go. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Um, so the first one, obviously, my pick. I'm, I'm mirroring a couple of your pitch, picks here, and a lot of you guys know on this show, I've been talking about Brian Branch for three months, ever since we did not have a safety on the roster other than um, uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick was pretty much our only starter on the roster until we ended up bringing back a couple guys, of course, bringing back. Um, my, why my KZ, who I absolutely love, but Brian Branch is this kind of position where kind of helps us out at three locations. He helps us out at inside linebacker, possibly also slot corner, also as a backup for both safety positions or being an extra safety in the dollar. This guy is just so versatile, got good size. I just like the ability of adding a playmaker to the room anytime I'm going to pick. And that is how I also just followed it up here with then with my second pick and Drew Sanders, the inside linebacker out of Arkansas, which I think, um, gosh, we started off the show with uh, Spencer. And I I think he also took Drew Sanders in his draft, but a big boy, lots of tackles, 103 tackles, 13 and a half tackle for a loss, nine and a half sacks and three fourths fumbles also intercepted a pass and broke up five more in 12 games. So the guy's a playmaker as well, and that's what I'm looking for, somebody who can fly in around on the inside, read the plays, diagnose the plays quickly, and try to get the Steelers some even more turnovers now from the inside linebacker spot, which we haven't really had till Bush before his knee injury. Um, second round pick then. For the second pick, I went with Thule, uh, Tuapu Lotu, uh, the edge out of USC. Love that USC keeps bringing in these great Samoan players and American Samoan players and Hawaiian with Samoan backgrounds, a la Troy Polamalu. But still, a good-sized player, 6'3", 266, very athletic in the vein of Cam Hayward, in my opinion. Uh, led the country in sacks, 13 and a half sacks. Uh, ranked second with uh, 22 tackles for a loss as well. 
So like this guy just knows how to fly behind the line of scrimmage. Also had three more pass breakups and two forced fumbles. Guys, just absolutely, like I said, I want playmakers. I want guys that are going to get us turnovers. That is how the NFL is played now, ladies and gentlemen. It's not stopping them. It's not being the toughest defense ever. It's getting the most turnovers. So finally, I address the offense with my third pick with the monster mountain of a man, Blake Freeland, the uh, left tackle out of BYU. Uh, just a huge guy that blocks out the sun. It's 6'8", 302. Going to be like, you know, I, I don't know how he, well he's going to project in the NFL, but at least to me, I don't want to draft a tackle in this draft that's just going to be like, maybe he's going to be a right tackle. I want strictly a left tackle. That's just me. Um, I don't know. I know you guys uh, might be different about that. I know. I think uh, Chooks is only on a contract for one more year, so I can see the argument and picking up right tackles as well, but that's the way I choose chose to go. Um, I chose to go tight end this far down and four, and I had the choice between the Penn State tight end and also Zach Kuntz, the uh, tight end out of ODU. Zach Kuntz has a little bit more size at 6'7", 255. Um, also had a little bit more production and a slightly quicker at a four, five 40 as well. Um, I'm just excited to see adding a little bit more playmaking ability, kind of like where we've lost out on a lot of these, like third, fourth round guys like Kittle, like Kelsey that have ended up being just absolute monsters in the NFL. And this guy, though, it's not jumping off the page, maybe with his stats currently, I think he has some ability. I think he has the potential to possibly be creating this, these mismatches then moving forward. Jumped on your train too as well here, Ben, with seventh round. I picked up Duggan earlier because that's where he was available. He was not available at 251 on the consensus mock. So I grabbed that Heisman candidate, which I just couldn't believe. I'm like, you're telling me we need a third quarterback. I think we're going to draft a quarterback. I honestly do. Now, a lot of people are also like, we might be picking up that XFL quarterback as well, um, or an XFL quarterback just to join the team as well, which may happen. But I think Max Duggan is an absolute steal in the seventh round when he was a finalist for the freaking Heisman. Like, I, I, I don't understand how drafts work. I don't understand how to assign players, but he's still, he's like a fast guy. He runs a 4-5-40. He's got good size, 6'1 and a half, 207. Um, so, I mean, I bring in the playmaker <laughs> that can throw 40 plus touchdowns, nine rushing touchdowns as well in one year. Uh, so that's the guy I take. And then I double dip on the horn frogs and grab his teammate, um, Darius Davis, who is the pure slot receiver also out of TCU, seeing a, a bunch of those balls from Duggan, uh, you know, smaller size guy, 5'8", 165, but still rugged and a big kick returner as well. Steelers still need a punt kick returner. You know, Calvin Austin, I want him to be the guy. Is he going to be the guy? Not 100% sure yet, but I'm grabbing a guy here in the seventh round that has six punt return touchdowns, knows how to play small slot. Going back to those guys like Antoine Randall L, Eli Rogers, those guys that can manipulate and the short area quicknesses in front of those linebackers and just blow them away with their athleticism. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I like it. Um, one guy who really is interesting to me is Drew Sanders. Um, you know, he was a defensive end at Alabama before he transferred to Arkansas this past year. So yeah. he has that edge 
mindset. Um, he's a great blitzing linebacker, uh, which is what the Steelers love to do. Think of, you know, the old Vince William days. You saw him shooting into the backfield constantly on blitzes, things like that. So I think he could uh, kind of fit a lot of roles in that front seven. I know they signed two inside linebackers this year, so he could kind of rotate in, get learning the position a little more there because that's where he's kind of weak. He still triggers a little slow at times reading the blocks in a run game when he's not on a blitz. Understandable. Yeah. First year at off-ball linebacker for a team in college. Understandable, but athletic, physical, has pass rush moves. So, you know, he could also kind of fill that backup inside linebacker, but also that backup edge role. You know, you can kind of use him in both roles. And, you know, he needs to improve his tackling too. I mean, he's not perfect in space yet. So you got to try and figure that out where he fits. But I think he has the athleticism to really develop into a big piece for them and make an early impact. That's, that's great. Um, guys, like, here's one thing I at least wanted to talk about. It's something that Steeler Nation is talking about. Something that none of all six of us that have put up our drafts have discussed and that is drafting former son of the great joey porter at cornerback in the first round i know a lot of people are screaming about it i know we talked about this on our draft show last week with bat matt and ben as well and zach um but really interesting to not see joey porter jr on any of our mocks i think he's still a little overhyped here, quite honestly, again, if it wasn't for his name, we wouldn't be talking about him. It's the, his number one concern. It's not his coverage. It's not his ability to hang with the bigger receivers on the outside. It's his hands, his ball skills. I mean, at the at the next level, you're expected to make interceptions and not just swap balls away. Right. And he has. I think he hasn't made an interception, or he, if he hasn't, it was like one. Um, that's the biggest red flag, and especially too, if we're considering him in the first round conversation. Yeah. Um, that should be concerning. Now, if he say second or third after 32, second or third, then mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, of course. But here at the 17th spot, especially, um, if we see people who are saying, oh, you have to trade up for him. Yeah, I would be on the wagon out of town. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually had a chance to draft him at 17, and I, I, if his name wasn't Joey Porter, we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this. We we really wouldn't. Um, and it's it's going to come up on draft day over and over again. We're going to have to hear that probably every pick that every time they talk about the Steelers. But I I'll be perturbed if we take him at that at, at seventeen. I'll be very honest. Drew, are you pro Joey Porter Jr.? I don't have an issue with Joey Porter Jr. Actually, I just I don't have him as my top corner. I have him number three. Um, he's a great man corner, and in, at Penn State, they had him play man most of the time, and he didn't get a whole lot of targets, so that's his interception number is not as high. Good point. But I don't feel like if, let's say, like in my my, my mock, I don't think it will happen, but Weatherspoon and Joy Porter Jr. are right there. Uh, Steelers fans will go with the Porter Jr. for family ties, but I will still lean towards Weatherspoon. He's a better man, uh, better man corner to me, but uh, I like Porter. I think, uh, I like his aggressiveness. I like his way he can attack the ball. I love that he's physical. He, he's not afraid to go make a tackle. Yeah. But it's – I wouldn't be opposed to him getting drafted. I'll put it that way. I'm not – if he's the third or fourth corner that's there, I wouldn't be opposed to him drafting him. And what I said, at least on the draft show last time, playing devil's advocate is – and being a Penn State fan myself – um his size speed ratio is the reason why he's being considered a first rounder. I mean, this is elite size to speed ratio. 
So if you can teach him some of the ball skills, um, help him out with the technique wise. I mean, this they're, they're anticipating this guy to be a complete shutdown corner against whatever size, say a chase that they'd have to face twice a freaking year on these absurdly sized athletic wide receivers. That's, that's the type of the things the Steelers have to look to draft now. So I can see that Brian Davis, I see you two saying he's obviously tackling everything he, that he sees. And that is something that Steelers love in the evaluation of corners as well is a cornerback that can tackle. They don't look at you if you can't tackle really. That's like a big part of being a Steeler cornerback because we do utilize a lot of zone, which forces them to have to come up and play the line of scrimmage on those end plays and those end rushes and those wide receiver screens. Robert C also said here, glad to see none of you had Addison coming to the Steelers. <laughs> Who wants to lead with Addison? Zach, I haven't heard from you in a bit. Let's talk with you about Addison. No, it's, it's the same thing. I, I, I'm not as high on Addison as a lot of people. If Kenny Pickett wasn't on our team, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think we'd be talking about it as much. Right. Um, s- right. Same thing. Now, it's I, I will bring up something that we talked about before. That because there are no glaring needs, as they put it, and it's very different from the other drafts, there are very few players I will be vocally angry about if we draft. Um, and at some point, if I'm confused about it, I'll, I'd rather just sit back and say, you know what, I trust the con plan, and I'm just going to kind of go with it. Um, so if, if we do draft Addison, it better be lower than 17. So I'll say that. Anybody else have anything else to add with Addison? It's a weak wide receiver class. That's the only reason he's I'm, he's a good player. He's a yeah. good football player. Let me preface that first. Sometimes people get mad when you like kind of pick on these guys. That's what all these NFL teams are doing too. He's a good football player, but he's not worth a 17th overall pick. It's a weak wide receiver class. You basically have Jackson Smith and Jigba and maybe Quentin Jefferson at the top that really truly deserve to be first round picks. And then it gets kind of fuzzy after that. So Addison, if they took him at 32, reunite him with Kenny, I'd be a little weirded out just because of all the moves they recently made with Allen Robinson and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least the value isn't terrible there after that point. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I think that, that with the signing of Allen Robinson, that kind of takes off the wide receiver need, I would say, for the first two days at least. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, yeah, like that. I think there are other receivers that are better. And again, like exactly like how Zach said that we had the same conversation last week of I, I, I could easily name five other wide receivers in the class that are better than Jordan Addison, Zay mm-hmm. Flowers being one, Josh Downs mm-hmm. being two. We all know about JSN. There's a couple of others. But just to give you an idea, um, Steelers, I don't think are high necessarily on this year's class. Um, so, I mean, the writing is right there on the wall. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do have to say, I, I, I have to go back and take a look. I wasn't even 
looking near tight ends and four four of you guys hit tight ends on your drafts. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm trying to see what I missed along the way because <laughs> I was not even it wasn't even on my rate. Like if a tight end was there, I, I skipped past him. I was like, I we don't need. I got to go back and look apparently. So uh, you guys taught me something today. I don't know what it was yet, but you taught me something. Hey, I've been on the tight end bandwagon from the beginning. I mean, yes, Darnell Washington, but a tight end in general. Um, Gentry's only on a one-year deal. Hayward's not a true tight end. And with them not re-signing Watt, I think he takes that roster spot, maybe not the true fullback role 100%, but that roster spot of the fullback to where they can afford another tight end. But that's just my opinion on it. I know not everyone in Steeler Nation shares that. But Striker, my guy, I got to hop off here. Awesome. Hey, thanks for being on the show, Matt, as always, my friend. Yep. Can't wait to be on Thursday with everyone and and be along along the ride with everyone. Awesome. See you on the draft show, my friend. (laughs) <laughs> all right, man. Um, so uh, uh, one other point, uh, some points being made here, at least uh, coming up. And I wanted to get to Miles right here because I like what he said. Uh, and he looks toward Deontay Banks or Riley Moss. I, I think we had Banks in one of your one of our drafts uh, being being a first rounder, right? He's the uh, corner out of Maryland, right? Wasn't that yours, uh, Drew? Oh, oh no, you had, Wither- you had Witherspoon. Ben had Banks. Ben, ben had two that's, corners in like the that's first right. Two that's yeah. right. That's, hey, that's not a that's not a bad way to go. Like I said, um, but to mention too, like obviously we are all high on Banks, Riley Moss. We haven't talked about as much, and I don't know about him as much. Does anyone have more information on Riley Moss? I mean, he's um he's a more lengthier guy um mm-hmm. on the outside. As soon as Matt hops off, of course, then we got a, a question about a guy he knows a lot of. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> figures. <laughs> Thanks, Miles. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a he's a lengthier guy. I would, and you're asking if we could see him being drafted in, in the later rounds, um, possibly. The only thing that we have to consider is, I mean, I have him. He was on our big board late fifth, sixth round ish, and the Steelers don't have a pick in that area. So yeah. it's either are they going to bank on him being available in the seventh round, or are they really going to reach and grab him in the fourth, which I would mm-hmm. not do. I would rather see Deontay Banks there at 17. Yeah, and at least um, a lot of people talking about, like, can't see us drafting a tight end and all these other things. Like, what I do too, Zach, is see what the needs are for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All of our needs are taken care of. As far as for starting on this team, we have everyone taken care of. Now, there's a couple spots that we did not assess as backup roles. Still don't have a third quarterback. We always go to camp with four. Pretty good idea. We're probably going to draft a quarterback or at least pick one up here pretty quickly. Um, outside of that, that third tight end aspect, yes, we have Hayward. He can still flex down into there, but is he going to be our full-time fullback now that we have lost Derek Watt, which is where I kind of slot him, but I love to move people around anyway to kind of fit them in where they are. But having another tight end, we know we have a one-year rental in Zach Gentry, who has been getting better year after year, to tell you the truth. And then uh, uh, probably our best blocking tight end here, which even took Muth off the field in certain situations last year uh, when we were strictly running the football. Um, so there are some of these spots. I nose tackle can be upgraded. We have two guys there right now, obviously inside linebacker can be upgraded. And of course um, we are still on a short term rental with KZ here at starting safety. We can, we might be able to upgrade there and the same thing with Patrick Peterson. That's why we're all talking about drafting a corner as well, but we have a gaping hole. At, at nickel corner we have lost mike hilton two years ago now we lost our next best nickel corner in sutton who was also our best outside edge corner last year 
like we do not have an answer right now at nickel corner. So that's why I am addressing nickel corner in these drafts and hoping that, and seeing some of you guys doing that as well, which is, which to me is something I can definitely see us doing, whether having a player like branch that can also play nickel for that season until we have another year to grab another nickel when branch is going to go back and start at safety. Like these are the great problems to have where we're starting to build our team for the future. And one point to do that too, is to try to trade down and get more picks. And I don't know if anybody watched the, the draft show today with Khan and Tomlin, but when they were asked about pick number 32, my gosh, those boys got giddy. (laughs) And that was it guys. It's like that 32 spot. Yeah. They're talking about moving up possibly in 17. If they're going to move up in 17, I'm thinking they're going to protect Kenny Pickett's blind side. That would be the, the, the mental focus for, we have a franchise quarterback. Let's get a light left tackle in there that is going to be the franchise left tackle to protect Kenny Pickett moving forward for his career or Gonzalez. Like that's the only other guy I can think you're going to jump up the charts into the top 10 to grab somebody like that. Those are the only two guys because Gonzalez to me has shades of Rod Woodson when I'm looking at his film and I'm old enough to remember. I am old enough to remember that draft in 87. I watched that draft in 87 and I was happy to get Rod Woodson in 87. I think it was like pick nine or something that year. But, uh, but yeah, that that's what it feels like this kid. I'm listening to his interviews. I'm watching his film. The guy knows how to jump the roots. He can tackle. He can, he's a ball hawk. I I don't know about his punt punt and kick return like Rod, the God did, but outside of that, those are the only two positions that I would see the Steelers moving up for more interested in seeing them moving back. And what they're thinking is like, Canary in the coal mine of that first pick in the second round, which I was making jokes. is like, it's the only pick they can't sprint to the podium unless they have somebody sleep there overnight underneath the podium when they leave on Thursday to come back on Friday. Not going to happen. Somebody might want a quarterback like they're saying. And when somebody wants a quarterback, it's just like having the first pick in the draft. You saw what Carolina got. Mm-hmm. Carolina got way more than the value of that pick to drop back a couple picks. So yeah. somebody could get their quarterback. It's the same thing that's going to happen the first pick, which technically is a first-round pick. Being at 32, more chances of being an excellent player. Somebody might bank next year's first-rounder to go with this year's second-rounder and maybe filling in some of those fifth- and sixth-round picks, which we do not have. I, I can see the, the one thing I'm, I'm looking for, as, I, I, as far as disruption, I hear that there could be two big runs, on, one on cornerbacks and one corner, not quarter, cornerbacks, yes. and one on tackles yes. in that first round. There could be just a really right. sharp run where there are suddenly none left. The, one of those two things happen. I think 32 opens up wide. It, it, it's so much fun. I'm, so, I'm, I'm used to going into a draft, like biting my nails, hoping that another team doesn't take the one player that's going to define the Steelers. This is this is I I feel like there's no weight on my shoulders. Like I, I might get annoyed at a pick or something, but like like right. if we get Gonzalez, oh my god! Like I, I look at teams with Sauce Gardner and other than I'm like, oh, I don't know what that's like. I don't know. Rod Woodson broke my heart. Rod Woodson taught me what free agency was when he went. To right. The well, yep. He taught uh. me what it was when I found out that he left. Hey, I, I lived in Baltimore. I got to wear my Steelers Rod Woodson jersey Ooh. to Ravens games. So people couldn't say anything to me when I was doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, I agree about the Gonzalez thing. But I'm going to watch those two runs. And if those don't happen, then it's going to be really interesting about 17 and 32. 
Yeah. And an interesting point that came up too in that same press conference, this is the first time in Mike Tomlin's career that he's had a draft pick the very first of the day. Right. So that's why he was right. all excited. It's the first I've ever been in this position. We've been way too good to even <laughs> be in this in day one. Right. Um, so this is a new one for him as well. So we'll have to see what the blueprint is. Thank you, Chicago, for sucking. Um, H. Hartman, John Michael <laughs> Schmitz, and or Joe Tipman, one drops of the third round. Kelsey Humphrey dominated in the Super Bowl. We need a dominant center. Would love to have one of these guys. Quarterback on the offensive line. I personally am a big fan of John Michael Jingleheimer Schmitz. I don't know if you guys think his name is your name too, but what do you guys think about these two guys and who would you prefer? Yeah, I would have to go with the guy from Minnesota there and John Michael. Um, I, I mean, I like Mason Cole as our center. Um, and James Daniels actually took, he he was a center essentially in, right. um, it, it, in Chicago. So the Steelers already kind of have a built in. I mean, you were talking about how JC was. Same type right. of deal here. Um, so I don't really see it as a high, I think those two guys are going to be round three ish, I would say, but to answer your question, I like John Michael, <laughs> your, you, it'd be your friend there out of Minnesota. <laughs> uh, Slash was also asking about Bennett out of Georgia. Thinks he's slated late rounder. We, we were talking about Bennett. A lot of times when I was drafting, Bennett wasn't on the board, at least right. I think he went in like fifth or sixth round in a lot of my drafts that I've been seeing Bennett. Uh, starting to go a little higher, but he has the potential to go in in that seventh round range. I thought for sure the Steelers were going to draft a quarterback. The only thing that messed me up is what could be like a slip. He didn't. He he didn't say we're not going to take a quarterback. He said with what he sees in the draft, they don't intend to. That was the, I think that was the exact words that uh, Omar Khan used today. But right. It's a good, if, if we take the quarterback, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at it, but the fact that they would say that in a press conference, unless he got chided later, like, you know, an elbow in the ribs, like you shouldn't give that. A, but so right. I, I, I'd be fine with either way. And uh, Drew, I want to go with your namesake here. Uh, we're talking about, unfortunately, Jack Campbell has been risen dramatically. Uh, team captain, won the Buckus Award, the top linebacker, also won the academic athlete in college football. Would you love him as a Steeler? Yes, out of Iowa. And, I was, and, uh, and not just because you could get a jersey with your name on it. With my name on it, and I had to worry about it. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Drew Campbell. Best of both worlds. <laughs> yes, best right. of both worlds. Uh, I, like, I like Jack. I just think when I, when I drafted, I think he'd be that mid-second-round pick. I don't know what the Steelers would do at that 32 pick. I don't know if they would go linebacker early or would they mm-hmm. try to dress another need as an interior offensive lineman or a D-lineman. Uh, in my mock – uh, he went uh, 34, so I had a chance to draft Jack, but I didn't. I didn't go that route. I went uh, uh, D tackle because I know the insurance that uh, behind insurance behind Cam Hayward. Uh, but I would love Jack in there. I, I just don't know if they do draft him. Haven't already signed two starting inside linebackers. Will he have a lot of playing time at that position? Versus if we can get an extra edge rusher, if he can play outside and having Blicks on the outside and spare a lot, uh, TJ or Alex mm-hmm. Smith, I have him slotted there. But that's why I didn't I didn't pick him. He was – it was jittery not trying to draft him, plus namesake. But uh, I think that if he does – we do draft him, I still the nation should be excited about it. Right. And I, I like this uh, mark here. Slash, he's saying if they trade up to ta- get a tackle, they would trade away 32 and try to recoup some draft capital. To tell you the truth, I think that 32 pick is untouchable. I really do. I think that they they put different picks, their other second rounder, maybe uh, match some other picks because I think that 32 pick, if they do trade up in the draft and have to give up picks, 
that 32 pick is going to give them more picks for the rest of this draft. So that's going to be the trade-off. And that's the only other pick that I think they really cannot trade away. Um, take a couple last questions, guys. We're here over the, the hour mark. So uh, we're getting to the end of the show. Miles asks, draft Dwad Jones, absolute monster of a man, or Kylie Ringo? Two guys that none of us had on our boards. Anybody have any opinions? Yeah, I mean, I I like Ringo more than Jones. Um, and again, as soon as Matt hops off here, um, Jones <laughs> is guys. a little. Yeah, he's a little. Um, as as Matt likes to say, he's like a bonehead. Um, he's he's good, but he's not good in situations. Um, he does mm. stupid holding. Um, you know, mm. the, all, all the false stars, things like that. Um, so I'm kind of lower on him only because of that bias. I love Kelly Ringo. Um, he's one where the Steelers hosted him for dinner. Steelers are very high on him. I would not be surprised if the Steelers draft Ringo. Um, but it would be the second 32, maybe a little bit of a reach, but I think the Steelers like him enough to make that move. But mm. if he's there at 49, I would be all over it. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, oh, you know, you go, Drew. You're good. Yeah. Ringo's young. He's uh, people don't. He's only 20, 20, not 21 yet. So he's still a little puppy. Uh, so he's <laughs> nice. a, but he's as freakishly athletic. He can run, mm-hmm. and he's not a. He can play zone. He can play man. Mm-hmm. Um, people are um, trying to shine away from him. I don't think you hear his name much because the national championship game mm-hmm. and the playoff run he had some cup some coverage lacks thereof in coverage. Yeah. Uh, but. That's a, in that defense. You playing a press man against the best in the country week in, week out for the last two years. I mean, you're going to give up something. It's kind of hard to say, hey, he's not going to give up anything. But Jones, like Ben was saying, I think he's he's bonehead. Like he's he's like one of those Mister False Start or Mister Holding at the wrong wrong time. And as the drive is going, he's shutting drives down. I don't. I wasn't big on Jones, even though he's a big tackle. But he'll be the right side, not left side tackle. He's never going to move over. So I. I will love Ringo over Jones any day of the week. Nice. That's that's an excellent point. And one, one thing that I don't think anyone brought up, and I don't know how we all bit our tongues on this, Steelers cannot do anything this year without taking Matt Canada into account. You're going to have an idiot calling plays. So can you overcome that at the line? And it's the penalties, like uh, you were talking about Joey Porter, and like Drew just said, you mm-hmm. cannot have a guy who's known for penalties on a team where any momentum could at any point be broken by a guy who doesn't understand what situation he's in. Good point. Good point. Well said, Zach. And uh, last question we're going to be taking from Yurik Hunt over here, Yurik. Uh, you're making some good points over here, but this one, I wanted to know your thoughts on Zach Pickens staying a, a Javon Hargrave 2.0 possibly. Do not know the guy whatsoever. As you guys know, my, my stuff comes from doing mock drafts and talking with you. So any thoughts on Zach Pickens? I drafted him. He was my third oh, round guy. Hey, yo, yeah. Joy. Sorry, I, I was looking up stuff. So, yeah, of course, no, Ben knows. Oh, ben loves <laughs> Zach Pickens. You got to rewatch this, Yurik, to see what Ben said about yeah. Zach Pickens over there on YouTube slash Steeler Nation, which you're on, obviously. But I guess you just missed the beginning of the show. Uh, but he said one other thing here, too, quickly. Um, we also know Branch is an amazing tackler. Um, but what what about Brown out of Illinois? He's saying that is a near carbon copy, so a good tackling safety. Also, this Brown kid out of Illinois. Uh, yeah, Brown's good. He lower, lower. That's all I had to say about just lower, much lower than than Brown. Ben, right. Second one, right, right. <laughs> That's all. That. <laughs> Take it away, Ben. No, I was gonna say he he tested really well. All those Syracuse defensive guys, for some reason, they came to the combine hungry, and they. And they even took that over to the pro day. So they tested really well. It looks like their risers on a lot of boards. So sure. Why not? Nice. Well, guys, 
That's all the time we have for the show, guys. Thank you so much for chiming in. I'm saying great show, guys, here from Robert C. He's the, one of the mods over there at SteelerNation.com Football Forum. Guys, go over there. Join it. It is free. It is fun. We discuss draft stuff all the time. We do mock drafts. We mock each other's mocks, tear each other apart. So have thick skin. We have a lot of fun over there. If you can make fun of yourself, you have a great time in the Steeler Nation discussion boards. Um, also, last one over here from Miles Pressgrave. Ben's the GOAT! Striker show, love Ben show him this message. Thanks, Miles. <laughs> Have a good and Miles is a big, big guy. He's a, he was a big part of the draft show last year. All three days, love Smoke Monday. Big Smoke Monday fan. He was throwing the smoke for Smoke Monday. We just it kept getting funnier each round when we wouldn't draft Smoke Monday. But great part of the show. Love you, Miles. Um, and last one for me and two. Have a great night, Striker. Go Steelers. Go everyone else, guys. Ben, Drew, Zach, thank you so much for sharing all of your mocks tonight. Just being part of the show as we're all super excited for draft day, which is oh, yeah. Steeler Christmas. It's when we get our new presents to open yeah. for three days. We get three days of Steeler Christmas. <laughs> if we don't trade away all of our picks <laughs> to move into the top 10, we will have three days of Christmas for the new players joining the team. I don't so, think Mike Dick is going to come in, in Mike Thomas' body. <laughs> <laughs> Good no run, Ricky, run this year. Hope not. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We got Matt Canada, so it might be Boxing oh. Day for all we know. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, let me know how we can follow you on Twitter. Obviously, we know we can read your great articles at SteelerNation.com. Ben, what is your Twitter, Twitter handle? At the Bensoft underscore. Drew, how can we follow you? On Twitter at DCAM2Live. Awesome. And Zach? How do we get to at, at black and gold cats, black and gold cats. And that's C-A-T-S, right? That is C-A-T-S. Boom. That's how you do it, guys. Glad you're all a part of the show, guys. Thanks for hanging out. I know this wasn't as much as a, a Q&A show as we're used to on the vidcast. Oh, that, that's but... my mother, by the way. Oh, that's your mom. Vicky. Hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you got to You got to do the stand here. Hang on a second. Um, I, I see if I can highlight you here. Uh, no, I can't. But yeah, they, they, I thought I had a pin or something. There you go. So layout. Say say hi to your mom. Hi, mom. Thank you for watching. She said she was. This this, this <laughs> one was a nurse during COVID in the worst possible places. So uh, bravo. <laughs> Fantastic. We love family on the show. We know we're a family team, so we're a family group as well. So thanks everyone for joining us on the Steeler Nation vidcast. Sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, of course. Follow us over at Steeler Nation uh, on Twitter at Steeler Nation, on Instagram and Facebook at Steeler Nation. Com. Follow me, your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on the Tickety Talks, on the tweets, on the Instagram. He's over at SN Striker. Striker spelled with a Y. Why? Because I'm crazy for the Steelers. That is all the time we have on the Steeler Nation Vidcast. Sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, with Ben McCallion, with D. Rue Campbell, with Zach Francois. I'm going to go with the Rooting along with you as always. Go. Yeah.